Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you all, beloved. Um, I don't even know what to say, but you know, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. And he's so faithful to his people. So we thank the Lord for such a beautiful day. And we thank the Lord that he, he always has something for his people. Hallelujah. Because he do care for us. Hallelujah. So without me not wasting time, I just want to pray. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless you. Once again, your people have gathered in your presence. Father, all we need is just speak to us a language, your children, we will understand. Let this ancient way bring impartation into our life, Jesus. May your glory be seen in our life. And in the end, we will say, indeed, it's all by your doings. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I commit myself to you. Father, be the great. Let me be the vessel that you use me. I don't want to say anything of my own. No, Daddy. Speak through me. Speak through me in the name of Jesus. Father, speak through me in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Today I have entitled my message, Arise and Take What God Has Given to You, New Life. Arise and Take What God Has Given to You. And as we read the scriptures, we see that many times when God wants us to do something for him or God wants us to do something, he usually commands us to arise. And so many times it's expressed in scriptures. So today we are going to look at four scriptures or four examples of those commands where God tells his people to arise and go and protect something. We are going to look at those scriptures. First, we'll, look, we'll take a look at something in Genesis, Genesis chapter 2. Then we'll go to Deuteronomy. Then we go to Joshua, then we go to Judges, hallelujah. We're going to do a lot of scripture, uh, reading today, so bear with me, hallelujah. So without wasting much time, let's go to our first scripture reading, which is from Genesis, Genesis 13, 16 to 17. I read, and I will make your descendant as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants will also be numbered. 17. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its wide, for I have given to you. Note that. The second scriptures, Deuteronomy 2.24. Arise, take your journey and cross over the river Aram. Look, I have given into your hand. Sinham the Amorite, the king of Ishabon and his land, bring to process, begin to process it and engage in a battle. Reading three, scripture reading three, Joshua eight. Now 
8, Joshua 8, verse 1, he said, Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you. Arise, go up to A. See, I have given into your hand the king of Eli, his people, his city, and his land. Then the last verse, but not the least, Judges 7, 9. This is the instruction God gave to Gideon after Gideon has cut down the moments of his army to only 300. The Lord said, verse 9, it happens on the same night that the Lord said to him, arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hands. Hallelujah. So now, if we look at all these four scriptures, something is very common. God taught each one of them to arise and take something that he has or he was offering to them. He told Abraham, I have given you the land, but you must arise and walk in the land. He told Moses, I have given you that Amorite kings and its alliance, but you must rise and engage in a battle. Then he told Joshua, I have given you the city of El, but you must arise and go up against it. And then he told Gideon, I have given you the Amorites into your hands. You must arise, go up against them. So with all this account, God told them what he has done and what he want them to do. Example, God said, I have given you the land. You have to go and take the land. Now, there are two ideas here as Christians. First, we must know that whatever God has given to us, we cannot live our Christian life just hoping that things will happen well for us. For we must live our Christian life with certainty, with the knowledge of what God has given unto us. And then secondly, we must take what God has given unto us, then we know it and we take it. So first, you must know what God has given to you and you have to take it. So there's two elements here. Know, which is the knowledge, and take. Hallelujah. So there is two things that works together. As believers, as children of God, we must have the knowledge what God has given to you. Then you take it or you process it. Let's carry on. So God says, I have given you land. I have given you something in your hands, which is the knowledge. But to rise and take it, is taking so two things watch this we must know what god has given to you so if god said i have given to you this day and most of the time if we look at these verses they are all past tense they are past tense it is something god has already done he has concluded it god has concluded it in the spirit but he wants you or he wants it to be manifested in a natural way 
So he said, I have given to you. He has already done it. So you in the spiritual realm is done. So it takes me and you to go through natural way to process what God has given unto us. Hallelujah. So he said, arise and take. You must actualize it. You must take what God has concluded in spiritual realm. And you have to bring into natural realm. So in between knowing what God has given to you and taking what he has given to you is that word arise, arise, arise. Hallelujah. Between the knowing what he has given you and taking what God has given you, there is a word called arise, arise, arise. And that he told all of them, when we remember the scriptures we read, he told all of them, I have given you, take it. I have given you, go and take it. So in between this arise, there is a fight, hallelujah. There is a fight, hallelujah. So as the team say, arise and go and take what God has given you. So first, to arise means to stand up or to stand upright. Be ready to take on a challenge. To be alert, hallelujah. To be alert, to be set. Get ready because you have to arise. So when God said, I have given you something, it doesn't mean it is just happening in the natural. It's happening spiritual, as I said. But he wants you to take it by first standing up, taking the steps. Hallelujah. Secondly, arise means to show up. To arise means to show up. To show up that to work towards what God has given to you. Hallelujah. Then arise also means to establish it, to make it happen. So he said to each one of them, I have given it to you. Arise, take it. So you see, you have to establish it. You have to make it happen. Hallelujah. So in between that sandwich we make, there's something called rice. Arise, standing up, taking on the tax, showing up, not running away from the battle. Establish it and making it happen. That is arise. Hallelujah. So we see that the scripture that we cannot be passive about the blessings of God. The scriptures we see, we cannot be passive about the blessings of God. We cannot be passive about the goodness of God. We cannot just sit and say, well, God has done it. So there is nothing for me to do. No. God says, I have done it. I have given it to you. But you must arise and engage in battle so that it will always activate. There is always activity on your part in relationship to what God has promised you. You must arrive engage in battle so that you can get what God has given to you. Now, 
let us look at the statement made by a character in the Bible, a gentleman called Japheth. Most of you know, or you have read about Japheth. Japheth was one of the judges of Israel. And at that time, before Israel had kings in those days, God will raise a judge or judges where basically they are fighters or they are deliverers or warriors. They will go and fight the enemies of Israel, deliver them and come to come back to Israel, hallelujah. Because the judge will go and lead the Israelites to fight an enemy, you know, then it will be a time that judge's time will pass, another God will raise another judge. So in times of Jephthah, there is judges that rule Israel, hallelujah. So as we all know, Jephthah was one of the judges that God raised and he had to fight the Amorites. And as we all know, Jephthah was sort of like a bad boy, like a vagabond, because his mother was not the rightful missus. As we know the story about Jephthah, his mother was not the rightful missus. So he was a vagabond. So he was sacked from the town. They threw him away because he was a vagabond. He was like nobody. Because gone are days, if you are not rightful married to your husband and you have child, no, the child is vagabond. It's not like from the rightful place. So they threw him out of the village or the town. So he came to a point when the Israelites, they need somebody to go fight for them. So they decided, okay, let's go and see if Jephthah will come because we have no choice. They have no choice. So they have to go and fight Jephthah to come and fight for them. So when Jephthah comes, that's what I wanted you to say, listen to what Jephthah said. Then we continue. So in, uh, Jephthah, in Judges chapter 11, Judges chapter 11, verse 23 to 24. I love it so much. Let's read it. At the time, the people of Amorite have come against Israel. And they say, we are going to fight you because when Israel left Egypt and was coming through the promised land, you took our land from us. So that, so now what the Amorites were saying that you took our land from us. So we have come back to take the land. For because when they were coming out of Egypt, they passed through Amorites. We all know the journey. So wherever they settled, God gave that land to them. So now all of a sudden, the Amorites have risen up and said, Lord, we are going to Israel to claim our land because the land belongs to us. Now, what the Amorites were saying that you, Israelites, you took our land. So we have come to take it back. It is ours. The land belongs to ours. So with this reason, the Israelites went to Jephthah to come and help them to protect the land because the Amorites are saying, hey, the time is up. The rent is over. The tenancy agreement is over. The lease is over. We need our land back. So give us our land. 
And I want you to listen to the response Jephthah gave to the Amorites. He said in verse 23 to 24, Judges, and the weight of Jephthah, the Lord God of Israel has dispossessed the Amorites before his people Israel. Should you then possess it? Will you not possess whatever Chimos? Chimos was the God of the Amorites. So Jephthah was referring that if your Chimos, your God, gives you something, won't you possess it? So whatever the Lord God has taken possession of before us, Israel, we will process it. Do you get the logic behind what Jephthah was saying? Jephthah was saying, look, you Amorites, if your Chimos, the God of Amorites, said to you that, look, I have given you this glass. Take this glass. Won't you Amorite take the glass? You will. So what about we, the God of Israel, has asked us to proceed this land? Won't we take the land? We have to take the land. This is what Jephthah was telling the Amorite. So Jephthah said, we are going to process it. We must process it. Because whatever God has given unto us belongs to us. Now, Jephthah did not say whatever God gives to us is ours. Listen, that is not what he said. He said, whatever God gives to us, we must process it. We must make sure that we don't lose it. Because you guys, the reason you took this land is because we took this land is because God said, God said, we should take it. We did not take it in our own accord. We did not take it by force. It was the God of Israel who said we should process the land. So we are processing it. Hallelujah. We are processing it. So if your Shimon, the God of Amorite, told you to process something, won't you process it? You will. So what about if God of Israel tells us we the Christians to go and process something, which we go and process it, we have to process it. Hallelujah. That's what Jephthah was telling the Amorites. And do you know that many a times, those who worship idols are more obedient than we who worship Jehovah Jireh. Do you know that? Many a times, people who don't know our God and worship other gods. Let's take example. Like in my country, people go for money rituals. People can do everything to get rich. So if they consult a fetish priest and the fetish priest tells them, that, look, I will make you a billionaire or multi-billionaire, but I want you to go and kill your mother. I bet you they will go and kill their mother because they want to be a billionaire. If they ask them to wear white dress every Friday, they, they will see you will see that they wear their white dress every Friday because they are obedient. But when it comes to we the Christians, when God said, Look, I have given you this, go and process it. God said, I will give you, go tight it. We won't tight, we won't give our tight. Even if we want to tight, we'll make it so tight, you know, we'll cross our arms. We, no, we won't even open, we won't give the chance. 
but the God of Shimon's. No wonder the unbelievers are prospering and we decreasing. We are in the same stage because we are not obedient to our God. Hallelujah. Tonight or this morning, God said, I have given you something. Go and possess it. When it comes to we, the believers, we don't obey God. We don't. We don't. No wonder that unbelievers are possessing all the land, all the things belonging to Christians because we are not obedient to God. Then God will tell his people, my people tight and I will bless you. They won't tight. God said, look, do this. I will do this for you. We won't do it because we are not obedient. May God help us. Hallelujah. So in other words, if Jehovah, Jarrah, gives you salvation, you process your salvation. If he gives you healing, healing you have to process. If you say you are rich, rich you process. Hallelujah. And Jephthah said, this is the reason you say we are going to fight for you because the Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah we are serving, says we have to possess this land. Hallelujah. And because everything God gives us is surrounded by battle. Beloved, everything God gives you are surrounded by battle. God gives you health. The devil will fight you, will bring sickness. When give, God gives you riches, the devil will bring poverty. Everything. God gives us is surrounded by battle. But the thing is that when we go through the word of God, all the people God gives things to them, they have to fight for it. Why it is so? Because the enemy will show up, will show up and challenge your claim. The enemy will show up to challenge you. He doesn't sit down and say, take it freely. No. Do you know that battles are best challenge or champions? Battles always best champions. Hallelujah. And do, you, do not emerge from comfort. No. They never emerge from comfort. They battle. They were bruises. Hallelujah. They were bruises. For example, I don't know if you people have watched some of the movies called Ricky, Ricky movie. There is series and it's starring Sylvester Star One. There's a movie called Ricky. And this Ricky is a boxer, hallelujah. He's a boxer. And every battle, when it ends, you will see Ricky holding the title. You will see Ricky holding the title. But when he lowered the award, you will see his face being battered. Blood coming from his mouth, his face. Punches. Punches. Badly punch. But still, he is the champion. Hallelujah. Because in life, you will be punched. But you don't lie down when you are punched. You are punched everywhere. You are kicked everywhere. You are slapped everywhere. But because God has called you to be a champion, hallelujah, 
you don't give up. And after you have been punched many times, you stand up many times in the end and you will be like Rocky holding on the title belt. But there is blood all over your face. Battles produce champions. And if you want to be a champion for God, get ready for battle. Do you for once think that the devil is going to smile at your blessings? Do you for once think that the devil is going to be happy for your blessings? Do you think your enemies are going to clap for you because you have a plan? Hell no. Hell no. And because you have a plan, do you think the world, the whole world will be happy for you? My dear sister, they will not. Then you have to leave this planet Earth. Then you have to be leaving this planet Earth and go to Napta and live in Napta. But as far as or so far as you live on this planet Earth, the devil will fight your claim. The devil will challenge you. Again, do you know that battle always deliver rewards? The sport of battle comes out of the scars of battle. Good things come to those who win battle in all areas of their life. Whatever being the academician, in your career, in your marriage, in your ministry, everything comes from battle. Let me give you an example. There is an old lady who lives to live next to me. They have married for 70 years. Beloved, anytime I see this couple, I say, oh God, how I wish I can marry for 70 years. And I wanted to take photographs from them. But when you play back 70 years ago, do you think they have it easy? They are fight, they quarrel, they disagree. They do all sorts of things. But one thing that keeps them strong, that they have God in their marriage, hallelujah. For 70 years, are you telling me that they didn't have any problem? 70 years, they fight, not like they grow. Even sometimes they throw blows. But still, because they have Jesus in the center of their marriage, they keep on going. And me or you, we just married for five years, 10 years. And we said, mm, ah, I don't agree with him. I like my food hot. He likes his food cold. I like this. I do that. that we, were, we are complaining about everything. Do you think somebody will take a selfie from you? When you see you, your marriage will not survive because you are not ready to stand to claim your marriage, to claim your business, to claim your ministry. God will wake you up 12 midnight. My son or my daughter, get up, pray. Pray for new life ministry. Pray for new life. Oh God, please, let's do tomorrow morning. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, do you think devil cares that you are tired? Beloved, do you think God, the devil cares? That you are tired? No. He is there to attack your marriage. He is there to attack your business. He is there to attack your finances. He is there to attack your health. If you don't battle, 
if you don't battle, if you don't stand up strong, if you don't arise and take what belongs to you, beloved. Whatever God gives us, the beautiful thing is that he gave us grace. He gave us grace, grace. We receive grace no matter the battle. We are surrounded by grace, hallelujah. Somebody say grace. God gives us grace. Grace. In your marriage, God gives you grace. In your business, God gives you grace to succeed. In your education, God gives you grace to be head, not the tail. Whatever God entrusts into your hand, he gives you the grace for it. In the midst of the battle, there is always grace. Hallelujah. There is always grace. That's why sometimes people look at you and ask, how do you do it? How do you survive this? And you turn back and say, oh, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Hallelujah. Because when you read the scripture, Psalm 144, Psalm 144 verse 1, the Bible says, Blessed be the Lord our God, who trained our hands for battle and our fingers for war. Hallelujah. He gives us the grace. Do you know how to fight? Do you know how to? If you didn't, if you don't know how to fight, God has trained your hands. God has trained your hands. Not that go and take a physical blow. No, we fight in spirit. Hallelujah! With our prayers, we still God gives us strength. If God, Spirit of God, tells you wake up two a.m. pray for your children, you stand two a.m. You pray. For anything against your children. Hallelujah. And by the Bible say that he trains our head or our hands for battle. And when we are in battle, not only that he trains your head, the good news that he teaches you to profit. Hallelujah. He teaches you to, when you read Isaiah 48 verse 17, he said, the Lord God, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you how to profit, hallelujah, who leads you in the way you should go. So he said to Abraham, arise and walk in the land, for I have given to you. He told Israel, rise up, present the land of the Amorites I have given to you. He told Joshua, rise up and present the promised land. He told Gideon, rise up and deliver Israel. Today, God is telling you, wherever you are, that rise up, take up what God has given unto you. And each of them, even in the midst of this battle, God has given them. For each one of them, God strained them for the battle. Each of them, God told them how to profit. Hallelujah. So today, God will teach you how to fight your battle and he will profit you he will direct your path hallelujah as christian we don't just sit with good intention no don't sit with good intention you must rise up take up what god has given to you don't be afraid of the battle it is part and parcel of the package you must take you will battle for but the lord is with you the Lord is with you. You will be punched many times. Your face will be swallowed. Your mouth will be swallowed. You will lose your teeth. But thank God for dentists. 
God has given us then, if we lose our teeth, dentists will replace it. Hallelujah. So that's not a skill to stand, sit there and say, I'm not going to do anything. As Christians, we have to rise. We have to rise and process what God has given unto us. Hallelujah. May the Lord rise or may the Lord cause you, you, to the end of the battle for you to hold your title. There are some of you who have been punched so many times and you just want to quit. But the title belt has been promised you. Please do not quit. Do not quit. Get up. Get up and fight again. Try it again. Do it again. Start it again. Move it again. Because God has ordained you for something and you must take it. You must process it in the name of Jesus. Beloved, my concluding thoughts. God rewards those who overcome in life. God rewards those who overcome in life. And when you lose the required battle, you get punished. But when you win, you are rewarded. The reward always goes to those who overcome. And when you look through the Bible, the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, this is how everything is ending. It tells us that things that started from Genesis is about to end in Revelation. And I am going to read you some verse in Revelation for you to see who overcomes and what are the rewards. Hallelujah. Christians, it's hard time we fight and process what God has given unto us. Let's read Revelation chapter 2, verse 26. And he said, he who overcomes, I will keep my work until the end. To him, I will give him power over the nations. Hallelujah. I will give him power over nation. Let's read chapter 3, verse 12. He said, who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out. He shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I write on him my new name. Let's read verse 20. Uh, the, uh, the same three verse 21. It said, to him who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. And I will also... I also, Jesus is saying, I also have overcome and I will sit down with my father on his throne. Hallelujah. Beloved, in chapter 21, verse 7 to 8, I want you to listen to this very carefully. It reads, he who overcomes shall inherit all the things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Verse 8, listen, but the cowardly, but the cowardly, unbelieving, the murderer, the sexual immoral, the sorcerer, the idolatrous, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burn with fire and brick stones, which is the second death. They will receive the, they won't receive the reward 
But if you look at the verse seven, let's go back and look at the verse seven. Uh, Revelation chapter one, uh, 21, verse seven. Let's read it. It said, he who overcomes shall inherit all things and he shall take, he, he talks about those who will inherit and those who will not inherit two things there. Chapter 21, verse 7, it talks about those who inherit and those who will not inherit. And can you believe that? Listen, the first thing he said in chapter 27, verse, oh, sorry, chapter 21, verse 7, he said, he talks about those who inherit, not those and those who will not inherit. That's right. So the first on the list is, cowardly cowardly i mean would you think that before madras he talks about cowardly or cowards before when you look at the list he said let me go back and name the list he said coward unbelieving madras sexual immoral sources adulterers and liars why cowards why cowards? What on earth cowards come before murderers? How on earth cowards come before murderers? How? How on earth? Beloved, how on earth? I want you to ponder over it. How on earth coward comes before murderers? Because in God's kingdom, hallelujah, because in God's kingdom or in God's economy, coward, people who are afraid to take up, people who are afraid to stand up, are very dangerous. God doesn't take them lightly. If you are coward, if you refuse to do what God has given to you to do, that is you are coward. And in God's economy, coward, are most dangerous people than murderers. They are most dangerous people than murderers because you, 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 you don't believe the God you are serving. You don't trust your God. You don't trust your God. You are scared. God said, I did not give you the spirit of fear or timid, but of boldness and of sound mind. So why are you afraid? Christian, why are we crippled? With fear. Bible says we are coward. And I know that today, new life, we are not coward. Hallelujah. We are not coward. We will tell the whole world that we are ready for battle. We will tell our destiny. We will battle for it. We will not stop the battle until we become what God has said we will be. Hallelujah. And if God says, I am head, headship, I'm going to be. Hallelujah. If God says, will prosper me, Prosperity will be my prosperity I will possess. Don't let poverty knock you down, beloved. Don't let poverty, when Pastor Eve ever was telling about the, you know, the project in Kenya. And look, because I'm from Ghana, I know how things work. This thing in Ghana or in Kenya, when it, it doesn't cost when compared to here. But where is the money? Where is the money? Because God has made us rich, but we believe that we are poor. 
let me keep in this. Listen, about three weeks ago, I decided to move. By the way, I'm in schooling. I'm in school, so I don't work. And I went to this estate agent, you know, the realtors. I asked them if I wanted, because where I'm living, the owner wanted to sell the land and the house, and she thought I would be able to buy. I said, in spiritual, I can buy, but in physical right now, I cannot buy. So if you have, want to give me time, give me time, I will buy. But he said, no, I need, I need to, uh, you know, travel. So I need the house. So no problem. And when I decided to rent a place, I went there and they said, you have to put down two security, one rent, blah, 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 blah. And I came back home. I said, God, what is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? Where am I going to get to see? And the, and the two, only two bedrooms, only two bedrooms. It's about 1,150 plus your bills, utility bills. So in actual sense, if I'm coming, I have to put about 6,000 plus for the house. Meanwhile, I don't even have $100 in my account. So I called my husband. I said, look, you better come home wherever you are because us, me, I will never be homeless, but you, you will be homeless. Because now I know that God will take me to a place, but you have to come down. And he started laughing. He said, you sometimes you joke. I said, I'm not joking. Because I don't have those sisters, but I know that the God I'm serving will connect me to my destiny helpers. Hallelujah. Because God says, I am rich. Meanwhile, I was preparing this message. I was preparing this message. So I said to God, God, if you want me to go and preach this message to your people, then give me apartment. As I'm not going to speak on this topic. So I started. Me and God, I said, we will fight. Hallelujah. Everywhere I go now, they want to check your credit scoring. And because I'm not working, so I don't have credit cards and stuff like that. Because if I get credit card, how am I going to pay? So I don't have credit. So all the credit they are taking is seven from 680 to 700 plus. Meanwhile, I don't have credit card. So my credit score is like four something or because I, have, I don't have any credit card. Hallelujah. And look at what God did. I challenge God by his word. I put God back his word. I said to God, God, your word said that whatever you Wherever I step, my feet belongs to me. I know that you will never disgrace me in America. I'm going to take what possesses me. I will get apart in the name of Jesus. Then Monday, I had a phone call from one of my friends. And on the phone call, she said, oh, somebody is on the line. So I said, who is Oh, He said, my friend, who is a real estate agent, he wanted to ask me something. I said, oh, can you join me so I can speak to, you know, her? He said, okay, let me do so. He, she joined the line. And before I spoke to that lady, I said, on the phone, I paused. And I felt, I have a, you know, a small room. So I faced that room and I said to God, God, today is today. Today is today. I'm fighting my battle right now with this lady. And I'm going to process it. So I said to the lady, please, I don't have credit score. I need a, a party. And because I'm going to stay in a hotel if I don't get it, and which I don't have the money for hotel. So get me an apartment. He said, really? Are you serious? I said, yes, I'm serious. If I'm not serious, why do I have to tell you that? Beloved, 
let's okay can you i'll give you your number and you can call me maybe a day or two i said i can call you after this uh, conference call i can call you he said no problem so after the conference i didn't call i went to god i asked god god if this is the way because your word said that you prosper me you cause me to be prophet and you direct my step so if this woman is the right woman may your will prevail hallelujah i called this woman on wednesday oh i've been waiting for your call i said yes i know but today is the right time for me to call that's why i've called oh i've got two two apartments like two bedrooms apartment to go and look and see which one i said really where is it he showed me i went there i called as i like it what do i do he said don't worry uh, if you come to my office, you could sign. I said, what do you mean? I went to the office. He said, all I need is your one month uh, rent and, you know, you sign paper. I'm giving you one month, you know, even not contract. If you want to vacate the apartment, just let me know in like six weeks in advance so that because I know that the two bedroom is not what you are seeking for, you know. So just manage it. And I said, so how much do I pay? He said uh, it was 2,100, but because of your friend, I'm going to make it 1,800. I said, to, oh, why 1,800? Can we do 1,005? She laughed. I said, you are a joker. I said, oh, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not a joker. Hallelujah. And beloved, to cut the story short, now I move in just Wednesday here to this apartment I'm sitting. I haven't even finished cleaning or tie, but I'm, I said I will leave you. So I'm here now. You see, this is what God can do for us. Hallelujah. This is what God can do for us. So this morning, I came to tell you that you are a champion. You are a champion. Yes, you are a champion. There is reward for you. Your life has, life has hit you so hard. There is a reward for you, my dear. Like Ricky, you are going out and your title will be in your hands. There will be blood oozing, oozing from all over the place, but still you are a champion. You are a winner. You are not a queer. You are not coward. You are not coward. We will stand and fight. Hallelujah. We will rise to possess whatever God has given unto us. What God says about us, we will rise and possess it. What God has declared about me and you, we will stand up and declare it and process it. Because we are a champion. We are more than a conqueror. Because the, the Lord we are serving, we want the victory for us. He has won the victory for us. I want to bring my message to conclude. Jen, I want you to Spend a less than less than three or two minutes. I don't want a prayer. Oh God, you know it. No, we are going to pray and we are going to ask God. We are in war for battle because we need to have so that we can help, so that we can bless people. Our family, like our brothers and sisters in Kenya, in Ghana, they need help. God has, who knows that God brought us to this country such a time like this for me and you to fight, to claim our possession so that we could go back and help those in Jamaica, 
Look at the testimony our brother Jacob was about to give. The, the healthcare system there. It's everywhere in Africa, in that third world country. And God brought me, you and me here to fight, to process. Because wherever we step, our feet belongs to you and me. Look at it. And, and when you read about second case, about the leopards, they said, if we sit here, we will die. Why don't we go out there and die there? And when they went there, what did they get? They get possession, hallelujah. Why do we sit and say, oh, God will do it? Why do we sit and say, oh, God, instead of we getting up, rising up, standing up, taking our possession and claim what belongs to us? I took a walk of faith. I didn't have money to rent an apartment, but look at what God connected me. Because I challenge God by his way. I said to God, God, this is your way. If you want me to take up what belongs to me, then I need to take up at you and look at what. I did not sit down and said, God, you do it. Oh, God, you do it. Oh, God, you do it. No. I went to God in prayer. I fought. I fought. I fought. And as Paul said, we will fight the battle and we win a crown that is there in store for us. I want you to spend, spend about two minutes, pray to God, ask God, I will arise and process. I will take ever what you have given into me. I will take it in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray wherever you are. Pray to God. Today is my day. I am fighting to take care. Everything Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. My children, I process my children. My marriage, I process it. My job, I process it. My ministry, I put whatever the devil is fighting against you. You have to stand and take because God said it's you. It's for you. You have to process it in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless his, add his blessing on his way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because you are wonderful. My Lord and my God, we have received your word. All I pray that, Father, strengthen our feeble hands, strengthen our feeble knees, strengthen our legs, my Lord and my God. Anything that causes us not to do what you want us to do, may you strengthen us, Jesus. May you cause us to possess our inheritance because this is our inheritance. This is what you have ordained for us, my Lord and my God. Wherever your children are, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, plant them on the higher grounds that you give them the grace, the grace to accomplish what you are giving unto them in the name of Jesus. I pray in thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah.